I'm Drew. And I'm John. In today's Roach-sized episode, we're reviewing Halloween Kills. This episode will have spoilers, but not right away. We're going to do a spoiler-free review and give our ratings before we get into the nitty-gritty, just in case anyone wants to know our thoughts without ruining the movie before they see it. And just in case you're not familiar with the plot of Halloween Kills, it takes place, it picks right up the same night from the 2018 Halloween. And um, the night isn't over with Michael. Minutes after Laurie Strode, played again by Jamie Lee Curtis, and her daughter Karen, played by Judy Greer, and granddaughter Allison, played by Andy Matichak, they left the mass monster Michael caged and burning in Laurie's basement. But we know the boogeyman's not going to die, so he escapes, and he's headed back home. And it is quite brutal on the way back home. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm smiling so hard right now. Like, uh, I haven't been able to, honestly, I've been smiling since we saw the film. I was talking about it to people at work today. I was talking about it with my wife. I, uh, I actually watched it a second time on Peacock. Uh, movie theaters ain't going to get my money twice. They got it yesterday. Peacock's getting a rewatch. <sighs> I might at some point end up giving the theater my money again, but uh, I had my third watch, and then I have other people I promised that I would watch Halloween with, so I still got to watch it with Jocelyn, and then I still got to watch it with my sister this weekend, so uh, by Sunday, I'll be up to five views, probably. <laughs> Remember when we did that in 2018, and like we had seen it like six times, but it was like theaters, it wasn't Peacock, it wasn't yeah, streaming. Yeah, we, we went I hard uh, Yeah, there was, a, there was an theaters. IMAX viewing in there, wasn't it? I think yeah, there was an IMAX viewing in there. There was oh, IMAX... Yeah. Basic, like, yeah, there was like five or six times. I don't even remember. I have my ticket stub somewhere still. You remember I saw it twice opening night because I went with you and Sam and Tim and Jocelyn went with us and I watched it with them and my sister and Malachi were coming to the next show. So I ended up seeing it back to back. I thought it was the next night. I didn't no, know it was, it was the back. next next show and I watched it back to back. Oh, that's great. Even if I was like, even if this isn't going to be good, it's still Halloween. I'll watch it again. Yeah, well, um, and it, as long as it ain't Rob Zombie. <laughs> um, but uh, look, here's the deal. The original Halloween film is my favorite horror film of all time, as nothing it is with John's. As it is with John. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing going to change that. And I'm not going to let, you know, somebody's opinion of how I feel about the newer films reflect that. that. That seems to be going around lately. If you like the 2018 Halloween film or if you like Halloween Kills or even if you like Rob Zombie's Halloween films, like apparently, you know, you're not a, or you're not a hardcore fan or you're not a big fan of the originals. And it's like, that's really not the case. Um, I know my history. John knows his history. Not everybody's a dumb dumb who just doesn't agree with everybody's opinion. It's just the way it is. I'm going to say it. I fucking love this movie. I fucking love this movie. To me, I knew it was better than the 2018 film like 30 minutes in. I was fucking hooked. I don't know. I kind of like the 2018 one a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about this. And with the um, 2018 and now Halloween Kills... It almost kind of feels like the Star Wars sequels. Yeah, the we were Force talking about Awakens, that last night. Yep. With 2018, it felt like a fan service movie, and it almost followed the original, where like uh, The Force Awakens was almost basically like A New Hope. 2018 did that, but like switched around stuff. Instead of Michael being outside the school, it's Laurie. And then Michael goes to look over the balcony instead of 
Loomis looking and he's gone. Now he looks, Lori's gone. And then the second one, it felt a lot like... Uh, it's the Empire like, Strikes Back of the Halloween with, with series. La- with Last Jedi. The ending of the movie makes you go, I, I don't know where they're going to go from here, but I'm interested to see how it's going to play out. Right, but uh, you know, we had said actually yesterday after we had seen the film, um, I was talking to you about how this was Michael's movie. I had seen, uh, I believe it was Jason Blum, and uh, yeah, I think it was him who uh, Bloom, Jason Bloom or Blum. Um, I be- he said you know that this was Michael's movie in the trilogy, and uh, I had told you that, and you went, oh, so it's like the Empire, and I'm like, that's, like that's pretty, that's, yeah, that's what I was except saying. it's a guy in a. Uh, William Shatner mask and a knife just stabbing his way through a town. Right. This is the Empire Strikes Back of this new Halloween trilogy. This is Michael's movie. This movie is relentless, and Michael Myers is more pissed off and brutal than we have ever seen him. I would agree 100%. The kills are amazing. They're well done, and Michael just comes off as just angry as fuck yeah and uh it's funny because um you know watching the movie i was i was legit actually creeped out and it's the first time like i think since the original maybe since halloween 2 that i think michael's actually been scary and uh i don't really think that it was the gore because the kills are very gory and brutal it was more like his relentless the camera was on him a lot and you just see how fucking ruthless and relentless he is and he you know it's like that to me was just like like he's just like i don't know there was actually a point in the movie when i'm looking at him and i'm actually thinking like i'm not really looking at him like a man you know there's a there's a scene in the film when he's uh when he is uh stalking someone and uh I actually was like scared for the other person. And that usually does not happen in a Michael film. And I thought I'm like, damn, I'm not even kind of looking at him like a dude in a mask right now. It's just more like this like entity. Like they really brought back the shape. And I fucking love that. And we've met James Drew Courtney. <laughs> it still creeped us out. We've met the man. <laughs> and he's nice as hell. The dude is a yeah. class act. He really is. I meant to ask something. This is, uh, yeah, it doesn't ruin anything. It's from 2018 with the bus chase. There, there's a TV broadcast talking about the other mental patients. Mm-hmm. We see the one uh, with like the long hair from 2018. The older guy, yeah. He kind of had the kind of uh, got the Danny DeVito penguin look going uh, on. That and uh, I was gonna say the Lars Ulrich skullet. You <laughs> 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 dropped skullet on me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the second picture is blurred out on the TV. Mm-hmm. Did that not look like James James Drew Courtney? Yeah, it was just okay. like just like in the 2018 film, how they kind of avoided showing his face, even in like the TV screen. Yeah, like on the it TV goes screen. blurry, and I'm like, that right. looks like that it looks shows like him. the guy, the other mental patient, for like half a second before it goes blurry and then focuses on people in the bar. And then as it's blurry, you see the picture changes. But like I said, they never showed his face in the original, or not in the original, in the 2018, in the first one. Um, they never showed his face, even like from the side, you know, when the reporters are there at the beginning, the well, podcasters, like, like a little bit from the side, you kind of just saw his messed up. Yeah, it was like, like, like a side boob shot <laughs> of, but, of, of his like gla- fucked up eye. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, that was kind of, uh, I thought that was on purpose. They wanted to keep his, uh, his, his, you know, appearance secret. Yeah. And, um, the other thing is uh, I found very interesting, a little knowledge nugget for y'all. 
Jamie Lee Curtis uh, reprised her role as Laurie Strode for the sixth time. In doing so, she actually surpasses Donald Pleasance for the most appearances in the series. And she's also played Laurie in six different decades now. Yeah, that's wild. That's absolutely and wild. And it's crazy because Donald Pleasance, you just think about like he never left Halloween until literally he died. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. like, there's been how many times they've had to like beg Jamie Lee to come back. <laughs> and she ended up surpassing it. Like even with um, like, what was it? Uh, after H2O she, and they made uh, Resurrection, she was like, just kill me. I'm done with this shit. And then. She's back for three more later on. Yeah, she she ended up coming back, and and uh, yeah, that's that's absolutely wild. But you know that actually brings to mind um, when I had that uh, that little book. I don't even remember what the name of the book was. It was about the Halloween series, and I had let you borrow it. And it was uh, they had mentioned in the book something that I had never thought of was uh, how like Doctor Loomis is basically like died and come back into the series just as many times yes. as Michael has. When you think about it, he dies in part two. He blows up in the fire. Right, but then he's back in part four. He's fine okay. in that one. Well, yeah, in, and then and in five in he has five, the heart attack. He has the heart attack. In so, six, and then in six, he's just well, back. Depends. He's just back in six. Like he's like you know. Well, I would say the theatrical cut implies he dies because you hear the screaming. Where the producers cut, he's now <laughs> inflicted with the course of uh, curse of thorn. Well, no, I'm saying he died. He uh, he's he's back in the sixth one. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's yeah. What I'm and then I was saying in the sixth one, he also dies in like the theatrical. Movie. Correct. Yeah, it ends with that with him like screaming. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't even sound like it's like, a, like something that they recently recorded. It sounds. I don't know if it was. It was. It's from the producer's cut when he grabs his arm oh, and he says, so, it's oh, your "They game just use the audio." You're and he right. Starts, ah. You're right. I've only seen that producer's cut like once or twice with you, and I've never touched yeah, it again. So that's I, the scream from when the curse is passed on to him, and uh, Wynn says, "It's your game now." I guess that's one benefit to you watching that movie more times than me. I, guess <laughs> I don't you have, know if that's a benefit I, I don't, for anybody. I, 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 play, I, I tended to scrub my mind clean of it, but, you know. It's so bad. It's so bad. But it's weird. I'll get the urge to watch that more than five or Resurrection. It's just bad. But I think it's because I also feel like Michael is well done in Curse. Like, like as being scary, I like the mask. The whole story around it's just flat out horrible. But I, I, I like some things about six, not a lot. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Six is the worst in the series. But we don't need for to me. keep talking about that. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Six was the worst in the series for me. Back to Halloween Kills. Um, uh, uh, here's uh, another not. <laughs> here's another knowledge nugget for you. The film was shot digitally, so like film grains were used to create the flashback scene so that it actually looked like grainy and old school and not digital and clean. I want to talk about the flashbacks. For the most part, those 78 flashbacks look good. Like, holy shit, with the shapes mask, it looked like he just came right out of the 1978 one. Like, it, I, they, they did an amazing job. Loomis looked okay. The voice I was not a big fan of. Um, I thought it was a little off. Uh, but the other thing is they paid attention to, like, the small shit. When Michael comes out of the house, like, there's the Strode Realty scene sign like they have that in the yard and the other thing with with 78 flashbacks i like is carpenter with his music left it unchanged kept the same music from the 78 Correct. one which i mean it is his baby so he's gonna love it where i feel like a lot of other composers that might have scored it would have been like ah just slap the remix on it just, just go out and slap that back back to those scenes but i feel like it really made you feel like you were back 
watching like something that you didn't see from from 78 i agree and it's funny that you brought the mask up because uh i have this magazine back from 2018 called prosthetics magazine and uh the magazine cover is the 2018 michael myers mask and the whole article the main article is with the makeup effects guy uh christopher nelson and it goes into how he basically made uh several masks of the 78 mask that like were like absolute perfect rep- reproductions like no one had ever made them as close to the original as he did like like not even close like people were like baffled by how amazingly accurate these masks were and they were intended for flashback scenes in 2018 and never made it so there was something in the article where he said something like maybe he'll end up donating them to ch- uh, putting them on ebay and then donating them to that. charity or something so like that made me really fucking happy to see like they like not that they didn't go to charity god forbid but the fact that they got used we fucking see, we finally they, got to see it they and they look, nailed it they look legitimate yeah like that mask is incredible like that that looked just like they it put a smile on my face just yeah, saying it, uh, dude just just yeah like absolutely just seeing him and like that really felt like michael from 78 like 100 percent. i will say um totally unrelated to that but uh, a pet peeve of mine i pointed out to nicole from this movie and it's just it's in general with horror but i just noticed it so many times in this movie is why is it when somebody goes to check on a dead body they put their weapon down like clearly you gotta think in the back of your mind michael's around here somewhere i need to be ready to defend myself no i'll just put it on the ground to check on this person like that shit just annoys me right what'd you think of tommy doyle of uh anthony michael hall's uh tommy doyle i really would have liked if they could have got paul rudd back i thought he didn't do a bad job in curse but i i thought he did a good job it's kind of how i imagined tommy would be like and I, I love the scene with him going to Lori. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of a spoiler, but <laughs> I mean, you kind of, you'll see it. I mean, there's a, I mean, it, it definitely felt like a nostalgic, a nostalgic kick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like how many, how many old, old, uh, Halloween actors can we throw into this movie? Yeah. And, uh, it, but, but I liked how they brought a lot of the, uh, 2018 cast back as well at like the doctor and the nurse. Yes. And you know, but um, but you know, um, something that I really like, I I thought that uh that uh Anthony Michael Hall did a great job as Tommy Doyle. Actually, uh, I haven't seen anything that he's done in a long time, honestly. Um, and to see him on screen, I'm not gonna lie, to see him on screen, I was kind of worried. I was like, I don't know how this is gonna go, and he was actually pretty convincing. Usually in those types of uh, roles, when you have that person who's trying to be the hero who like gathers lynch mobs, in my back of my mind, I'm kind of laughing at him like, this little bitch, I wouldn't fucking join your team. <laughs> but him, I was like, he was actually like, he, like I, I, I felt the conviction. You know what I mean? In his character. And I was like, like, you know, I was like, holy shit. Like, he actually convinced me. I was like, you know, I actually thought, like, yeah, if I lived in Haddonfield, I'd probably fucking rally with this guy. I'd probably be part of that lynch mob. Like, normally when I watch movies, I'm against that guy because I'm like, they're a douche. I don't, you know, I would, you know, but like, no, like, he actually, I thought he did a really good job. You know, like, I just, I really liked his, uh, his character. Um, and I thought that he did a good job. Yeah. I, th- I don't think I, really got anything else to say before we get into spoilers i don't know if you got anything else. yeah i do actually okay. i wanted to go back because uh, you had mentioned the flashback scene and i did want to say that um i i really liked the uh the scene with loomis um you know loomis is in the trailer so it's not really giving you know too much away um before we get into spoilers but that was one of the things like you had mentioned the uh the voice of loomis 
and everything. Yeah, it was just came off like just a little off to me. Yeah, and it's like um like I I agree about the voice. The voice wasn't there, but like the visual I didn't mind. I thought that like it was like, close enough. I, it kind of made me smile. It, like I really, I was like, oh my god! Like it was, it was total surprise. I think he looked a little fatter in the face mm-hmm. than than Donald Pleasance was. Yeah, yeah. He, he his face just looked a little wider in general, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't anything that like. I mean, I could tell it wasn't Loomis, obviously, right, but right. it didn't necessarily take me out of the movie. Right, and they didn't beat you over the head with it and make him star in the film. It was just there where it needed to be. It was just there for the few little insert shots to, not even, insert, but whatever, but the few little shots that needed to put that like compilation of scenes together of Michael getting caught, basically. Um, yeah, like, I, when I saw... When I saw him, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I was like, I, "Loomis is in this! Holy shit!" Like, and that was just another. You're getting anybody who's a fan of the original 1978 Halloween, rather you like the entire Halloween Kills or not, I feel that you are going to absolutely love the first 20 minutes of it. And I think that I'm about done with what I wanted to say. If you're ready to get into spoilers, well, I was going to say one last thing. Ma- <laughs> now made, it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, I, I was done, but it made me think of something. Um, speaking of Loomis and flashbacks. Uh, I mean, it's in the trailer, but as Lori's uh, headed, well, I guess as the fire department's headed towards Lori's house and she's leaving, she's yelling, let it burn. That was actually a deleted scene in Halloween 4. In Halloween 4, there was a flashback scene to Halloween 2 with Loomis yelling to the paramedics, let him burn after he blew up the operating room, which I still want to see that deleted scene. because I yeah, want to right. know how the hell Loomis got out to get to the paramedics <laughs> when the last thing I see him in is Michael's come out of the room. He's still in there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, he should have been even more charred than what we see of him in Halloween four. Loomis was in the room with him. Loomis, if, if Michael was dead, Loomis was dead, but right. somehow he comes out of it with, you know, He's like, I mean, in, in Halloween 4, he's pretty messed up. And then in Halloween 5, he's just like, oh, I got a little like patch on my he cheek. He said he got skin grafts. <laughs> he's like, I got, a little, I got a little scar tissue on my cheek. But uh, before we get into spoilers here, uh, we'll go ahead and give it a rating here. Um, what I saw on Rotten Tomatoes is last night when we left the theaters, I checked, and it was at a 53% with critics. Today, uh, just before I got here and we recorded, it's down to a 41% with critics. But on the other side, it has a 76% with the audience. And I would have to say that's about pretty much where I am. Um, out of 10, I would give it a 7.6. That seems like a fair score. Oh, you're going you're going with the 0. 0.6. Um, 0. 0.6, that's a professional score. Um, what you were saying about the score, uh, about, about the score, it seems to uh, make sense because a lot of people fans of the series did not like halloween 2018 i still see so many people shitting all over it everywhere on every social media platform but the critics liked it and it's like since when are critics supposed to like a slasher film you know what i mean and uh you and i didn't even like it the first time we saw it like we i liked it but i had like i told you that and it still annoys the shit out of me is dr sartain stabbing hawkins it's yeah, still yeah. it still bothers me the whole rest of the movie i absolutely love for the most part i mean there's some comedy it's just kind of eh. some but, dialogue that's kind of iffy and i, I it's funny because i remember thinking with 2018 i was like i don't necessarily like the teenage kid scene so much 
at the beginning, but then I was like, that's literally what the original was so far. I can't be mad at it. Yeah, and no, I like the 2018 one as well. Um, but like we were both we both walked away disappointed at first viewing, and my disappointment wasn't the Doctor Sartain thing. My disappointment was I felt that they humanized Michael too much, which I was very pleased to see that they undid that for this one. Um, he's very much the shape again, which I did. I mean, I liked him in 2018, but I did not feel that he was the shape in 2018 and in this one he is definitely the fucking shape again but um yeah and then now here it is with this film halloween kills the critics are bombing it giving it like a 41 meanwhile the fans are liking it so it's like here's one where the fans seem to be actually pleased and the critics aren't so it's a trade-off you get you know the critics either like it and the fans don't or the fans like it and the critics don't uh look critics are like there, there's a lot of critics out there, but not nearly as many critics as fans. These movies are made for fans. So the fans' opinions are, are whose matter, or whose opinions. The fans' opinions are whose opinions matter, in my opinion. I mean, there's a lot the of ones, opinions right there. <laughs> there's, there are ones paying for it, but out of 10, what would you give it? Yeah, out of 10, 8. That's fair. And uh, it's. I will admit, after my first viewing last night, I felt a little underwhelmed since i've watched it two more times um it's kind of like the 2018 one it grew on me i think it's i think it's the problem i had with going back to the star wars reference the last jedi i had my expectations going into the film i'd say i had less expectations going into this but i feel like there was i was expecting too much and then especially on the third watch through um i just kind of let the movie play out and I, it was it was better than I originally graded. I probably would have gave it like around the seven before that. Mm. Yeah, I um, no, I I, I uh, yeah, I definitely I definitely like it. I think we should get into talking about spoilers if you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So for those of you listening, thank you for listening. I give the movie an eight out of ten, and John gave the film a seven point six out of ten with his technical ass. Um, so for those of you who, uh, have not seen the film, if you don't want to know the nitty gritty, the kills, the spoils, the spoils, the spoils, <laughs> uh, turn us off, turn it off and go about your day. We are about to talk about the good stuff. For those of you who want to know about the stuff, those of you who have already seen the film, those of you who just don't give a shit. Cool. Keep listening, because we're about to talk about the good shit. Yeah, we're about to spoil a lot of stuff. Yeah. All right, John, you go. What's What do you, what do you want to start with? I'm going to start with a complaint. But I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like, I, feel like I gave a lot of praise uh, before we got to this, but and I understand the point, point of it as well, but uh, it felt like Laurie was a sideline character in the movie, which is funny because I saw that this is actually the only Halloween film in which... Lori never shares a scene with Michael. I, I I mean, it makes sense why she's sidelined, but it just kind of felt like uh, we have three films, so uh, Lori's just going to kind of take two off. She's just going to lay in bed and talk to Hawkins, who somehow survived. I don't know how he survived that. Nicole was like, well, it depends where he got stabbed in the neck. I said he was spurting blood out of his neck. I don't know how he He was laying there for a while, too, man. I mean, I could even even argue that Cameron came along maybe like five minutes, ten minutes. But, like, he just got there. It took him forever to get a hold of his dad. Like, I, I don't know how Hawkins survived that. But, again, it's a Halloween movie, so I can't get that bad. And I, I was... 
upset when they killed Hawkins. Well, when air you quotes thought they killed him in yeah. 2018. Yeah, so I've seen um, Halloween like Halloween 2018 probably around 20 times now, and uh, I could swear. And if I'm wrong, I know people listening, you know, you can write in and call me names and tell me what dumbass and I don't know anything, whatever. But I could swear that Dr. Sartain ran him over. After I could swear yes, he that he did. fucking ran him over and like He nothing, didn't run over his head, but he just straight up ran over that guy. I yeah, and, and about that, that. nothing right. about that's mentioned. It's clunk, just a little clunk, I still yeah, the dog. yeah, and it's just it's just a, it's just a, a, a bandage on his neck. So to me, I was like, what was the other injuries? Did he really get run over with not a, no bruises? <laughs> nah, he or? good. <laughs> so that was kind of something for He's me. Sheriff was, Hawkins, motherfucker. <laughs> he uh, yeah. So that that was that that kind of raised a question in my mind was uh. Like, okay, you're focusing on the throat injury, but what about getting ran the fuck over? Hawkins, Hawkins got that throat injury. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so the movie goes from, uh, you know, we see that Hawkins survives, um, barely. And then um, we get into uh, where Michael is. And honestly, this shit had me laughing, man, because when we knew they were going to do a sequel to the 2018 Halloween. We were like, how did he survive the fire? His mask is probably going to be melted to his face. And we were right. His mask is melted to his face. I think everybody thought that, but the whole thing was like, how did he get out of the basement? How does he survive? And then when you see the movie and you see that he's in the fucking locker, like with the garage door, that Lori hides her guns in that that's where he's fucking hiding to avoid being burnt. Nobody. When we were, when everybody talked about that movie and how he could have survived, nobody fucking said that. And when I saw that garage door slide open, I was like, Oh my fucking God, that was genius. Like that was, that's perfect. And I, Nicole brought up a good point though, is when he comes out of the house, she's like, how do you get out of the basement? I just said he's strong as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just pulled himself up. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's not canon, but he was doing that one arm like pull-ups and H2O <laughs> off the pipe. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. And, and he's definitely strong as shit in this one. He's just, just a brute force. But, um, uh, dude, uh, the kill with the gay couple little john and big john i love fucking, that couple man they, they're, they're fucking really... walking through the hallway and he's like little john big john <laughs> yep, like, like marco polo yeah <laughs> and the way that uh big john like rounds the corner holding the knife like we both bust <laughs> like he stabs forward with <laughs> yeah. that like parry knife <laughs> yeah yeah i thought that um yeah, I thought that uh, Scott MacArthur and Michael McDonald did great jobs. It was great seeing Stuart, you know. Look what I can do. Stuart was, you know, was, and, and when he uh, he actually is like, Michael's in their house. Well, it's, it's Michael's house. house. It's Michael's house. This this uh, gay couple, uh, Big John and Little John, live in Michael's house. Michael comes home. And one of the funniest things in the movie, and I even laughed a second time today when I rewatched the movie on Peacock, is when Little John, uh, you know, played by Michael McDonald, he is uh, walking through the house trying to, like, find Michael, and he's scared as shit. He actually crosses a mirror and, like, jumps at his <laughs> own reflection. <laughs> I, I laughed at that when I was watching it with Nicole, and I told Nicole, I'm like, would that be you? She's like, if I was in that situation, yeah, that's probably what would happen. I'd probably scare myself. If I was in that situation, I'd have gotten in my car and went somewhere the fuck else. Dude, I'm with the doctor. Well, he's actually a nurse, but he's, for Halloween, he's a doctor. When his wife is like, that's Michael Byers in the car. Go, she was like, go over there. He's like, no. That's yeah, like, that'd be right. me. Well, actually, speaking of uh, speaking of that couple, yeah, um, he tries to strangle Michael with a stethoscope. And that's actually a nod to Halloween 2 when Michael strangled Bud with a stethoscope. So there's another knowledge nugget for you. 
Yeah, and I could have swore I interpreted in 2018 that they were Julian's parents. That's what I thought. And then when he said it's that little asshole kid across the street, I was like, I could have sw- like Nicole thought. I, Nicole thought the same thing. I thought from the original it was being implied that that was his parents leaving for the evening. But I mean, I don't. That's guess what not. I I'm thought as well. That's wonder, what I thought. Yeah. And how about how about our dude Julian getting a fucking TV cameo? I know, right? Yeah. And you could tell he got older too. You could tell. Yeah. You could definitely tell he was a little but older. They, but I saw how they tried to like shoot it at an angle. Yep. <laughs> he had like he had like a, uh, a lay around his neck, or it was like I don't know. It looked like a lay, like a and I mean, lay. It's been well. I guess they delayed it a year. I mean, but it was like what a year and a half between. Yeah filming but he was like she was my bestest babysitter (laughs) well um here's something that i wanted to bring up um this actually isn't so much of a a spoiler as much i guess it's not as big of a spoiler as it could be because like they gave this away in uh one of the two or three like extended trailers that there was of this movie that gave out like a ton of scenes um but the scene where uh michael breaks into the house of the interracial older couple the couple with the yeah, old, the, uh, oh, the, um, the comedian is Lenny Bruce. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, dude, and, you can always just tell him by his voice, like. Yeah, well, that that whole like that that scene. The, here's what got me. Um, when Michael, you know, in the trailer, you see the Michael kills him, you know. But when you watch the movie, you obviously see it in like more t- detailed fashion than oh, what they show so in the trailer. And uh, no, the, the the part where you know his his wife is laying there after she'd been stabbed in the throat with a fucking tube light with a what, what would you uh, fluorescent, fluorescent yeah, yeah one of those fluorescent tube My, lights. michael fucking busted it and just walked over and just stabbed her in the fucking and, and the noise the sound effects of it like her and blood then, like, dripping and then, out of and the then fucking, he just drops yeah. it and shatters and, and uh well like after like you know he he, he used off screen you hear michael doing something with the old man and like you just hear like him dragging like a dragging noise and like grunting and the old man's like grunting for help but his throat's like fucked up from glass being in it so like and i actually thought to myself oh god what's michael doing to him like that that dread i actually felt dread where i was like i don't even want to know right now what's happening i cannot pinpoint to you another time that I have like been scared like that for a victim of Michael since like the original Dude, Halloween, where I've he, actually been like, oh god, like, like what's gonna happen? Like I don't even want to know. Like what? I'm always about like, oh shit, it's Michael, you know? Like like to actually be like that goes to show how violent and brutal he is in this movie, and how just scary he is that he's taking things so far that even for me, I'm like, oh god, like how far is this gonna go? And definitely the scariest Michael I think since the original. He he used used him as a human pincushion, basically. Yes. I want to yes. ask you a question because we both saw it in theaters. We both saw it in Peacock. When I was watching it on Peacock today, when Michael was, he he ends up laying him over the like kitchen counter and just turns, grabs a knife, puts it in his back, turn, grabs a knife. It looked blurry on Peacock, the Michael. But if I remember in the theater, like Michael came in clear. I thought it was blurry okay, in the theater. Okay, maybe yeah. I'm- but but I was actually going to bring that up because that was something else. Was a uh, 2018 Halloween brought back Michael uh, doing tricks with the bodies. Remember, you and I had discussed that before, where like Halloween two and four and five and six michael just kind of continues his path of being a killer but he never like sets the bodies up like he did in the original and like thank christ they brought it back in 2018 where he was doing that again so in this one obviously halloween kills he's doing it again you know he's displaying the bodies again in a more violent fashion grisly fashion um but not not only 
is he, you know, displaying the bodies, but we actually get to see him do it. Like when he's, when he's killing the old man and stabbing him in the back, we always come in after the bodies have been set up. We never see what he's doing to the bodies as he's doing it. And like, that's what I thought was kind of interesting about how it was blurry was like, you're watching him methodically. Like you saw, he was not just stabbing this old man in the back. He stabs him in the back, stares at it. He's got his hands out in front of him, almost as if he's excited. And he turns and he looks at the knife block and he grabs another knife and then he stares at his back for a second and then he stabs him. And then he stands in the position again with his hands in front of him like he's excited and he looks and then he grabs another knife. And I'm like, you actually see, he's like, he in his mind, he's actually like, you don't know what he's thinking, but he's doing something. He's actually like, that's him, that's him making his art, so to speak. Yeah, like uh, how he set up the bodies on the uh, merry-go-round. Yeah, yep. And, like, stuff like that. And hung Miriam from the fucking swing set. Uh, yeah, that was fucked up. What a brutal way for her to die, dude. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, that... Okay. First, she fucked up because she shot out every fucking window, like... <laughs> and, yeah, okay. Let's That's talk true. about... That's her fucking ammo. Let's talk about... When, dude, everybody in the theater, when she was like, this is for Dr. Loomis... And then she pulls the gun and just goes click. Everybody went, oh. Yeah, everybody in the theater. Yes, it was, it was audible. Everyone went, oh. And, uh, yeah, and uh, it's like Michael stabs her several times. And she goes out in such a brutal way. And you're just like, damn, that's how she goes out. And then, as we just said, a few moments later, she's discovered wearing the witch mask from the Halloween 3. Uh, one of the children that was wearing a Halloween 3 mask of the witch Miriam is now wearing that and is basically noosed with the chain of a swing from a swing set. She's just hanging from a swing set. And it's just what a brutal, heartless fashion. What a brutal and heartless fashion for an OG of the original to go out. Like, I thought she would have had more fight. Than, I'm not disappointed. It's just like, damn, like, that was harsh. Like, she went out hard. And then the nurse doctor, doctor, nurse combo got the other two mans from Halloween 3. Yeah, yeah, and they died brutal. Well, well, he died brutally. She didn't, she didn't, she... <sighs> She she died from being a dumb bitch. Yeah, I'm just gonna be honest. It's funny. Uh, she when she starts shooting, and walks her way over. I told Nicole, I said, "This is you." If you were in this situation, <laughs> when he Michael, oh, he fucking uh, oh, what the fuck, zombie lander, mm-hmm. and hit her with the door, and the guy calls around and blows her face off. Nicole went, "Yeah, that'd probably be me." Yeah, and and it's like Michael just killed her so effortlessly. Effortlessly, it was just like goddamn. Like, and so I can't say that uh. Her, her death was kind of like, damn, like, you're, you're an idiot. You know, uh, everybody else actually put up a fight. She actually fucking ran, was the only one that got away, and then came back to die like a dumbass. I have to say, we were talking about them bringing back some of the OGs. In a way, it felt like they almost just brought them back to be a body count. Like I, felt, a, I, feel, I can understand that. I definitely can understand that. But I had, like I had said, I thought it was more about... The only one that survived about, was Lindsay, little Lindsay Wallace. Yeah, uh, but I thought that it was more about uh, combining the cast of what they've started in 2018 with the remaining cast that they're trying and the characters that they're recasting even from the original. That was like, I, I could see what you're saying about them being a body count there for the sake of being a body count. Um, that makes total sense. But to me, I thought it was more about like, I think it's kind of a double. It's kind of like, let's put them together so we can kind of take the old Halloween fans with the new Halloween fans and Halloween film and combine them. We got people from the original. We got the people that were in the 2018 one. It's a whole family now. So Star Wars sequels so again? more body. <laughs> so yeah. So with that comes an extra body count. With that comes more but expendable people. I mean, like people. they literally killed all of them. Except I mean, 
Except Lindsay. And and that was something that I was going to say to you was like, Michael doesn't even fucking kill one-on-one in this movie. He is killing groups of he people. Bruce Lee and motherfuckers. He, dude, he comes out of his house and kills a fucking group of firefighters, okay? Then in that, in that scene- Did you it, sign that petition? No. And <laughs> in, in that scene with, uh, in, in uh, Lindsay Wallace's car, he wipes out a car full of people. He's not just like one on one coming after you. Like he is wiping out groups of people at a time, and it is like it is brutal. And it's like we have never seen Michael like he this just before. Way more angry. He, yeah, it's like he had so much. He was so methodical and just so brutal, and just taking out groups of people, just and playing with them, like jumping on the roof of the car, like he did in the '78 one. Like, come on, dude! Like, you're a you, grown, you're an old ass man. You're still playing these same tricks. Yeah, from you see him jump ago. off when yeah. he just chopped off the side. Yeah, just just limber. And as I fuck. gotta say, you're talking about worried for people. I felt that way for Lindsay when she was running and Michael was chasing her, like, mm-hmm. and he's looking around. I'm like, don't fucking find her. Don't fucking find her. Well, uh, I was expecting him to pop out from one of the trees. I was expecting her to like run and hide behind a tree, and he was going to be like I'm right glad behind they didn't her. Go that route, Me too. That's where, where I thought it was. And Me I was too. Like, oh, that's cliche. But speaking of that scene, um, right? It's ex- it's literally right when he's attacking her. It's after everyone else is dead: the cop, the nurse, Miriam. Um, it's when he's fighting Lindsay, and she hits him with the bricks. She puts bricks in the yeah. pillowcase and Dude, fucking smacks him with I the like bricks a Lindsay couple times. Because when all that shit was going down, she dumped out those kids' candy. And started filling it with bricks. And I was like, she's listening to what Tommy said. You're like, thinking, damn, she got a lot of you willpower. You got to surprise him. Yo, she fucking whopped him with like two big swings. And then, I mean, he looked like Tyson Fury out there. Just ate that shit and kept coming at her. Yeah, she put the bricks in the pillowcase, you know. And I know you're over there thinking, damn, that's a lot of willpower to dump out that candy and leave it, though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she fucking swapped his ass with the fucking bricks in this pillowcase or in this candy sack. Like two three times and uh it's right at that exact moment when he starts fighting her back and grabs her and starts choking her that my favorite musical piece in the score kicks on it's just like this and i i could that that that's probably sounds ridiculous but when you see the movie you'll understand that shit was straight creepy again with like this movie being a bit more creepy than the others the music in 2018 was fucking awesome everything that john carpenter composes is good i don't dislike i think anything i've ever heard him do but i can't say that anything has scared me besides creeping me out with the original halloween theme and maybe some other musical pieces from that film but in this one i that that music when he's choking uh lindsay before she escapes his grasp by pulling his mask off um like that music it's just so chilling it's so cold sounding and just like i and then like it kind of dies out as he's chasing her through the woods but uh and becomes more of like a pulse or a heartbeat but Mm -hmm. that that music when you hear it right away it's just creepy as hell uh yeah that i yeah i mean carpenter anything he does is usually good i and like i said i can't think of any score i can think of movies he's done that i didn't necessarily like but the music's always been amazing in them um I, how I said I didn't like the Dr. Sartain scene in uh, 2018. If I had to pick one that I really didn't like from this one, and I don't think it bothered me on the same level as the Sartain, I get the whole idea of trying to show how Michael's put fear into this town, and they wanted to show, like, you know, how his fears infected this town, and they're going after the mental patient that they think's Michael. Why, uh, um, judy greer i don't know why i can't think of her character karen thank you 
<laughs> fucking Karen. That should be easy to remember. But anyway. Because um, she is a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> but like how she's trying to stop them from killing them. I get the whole, I get the point of why that's in the movie. It just felt too long. It felt like too long of a scene. I mean, it probably isn't that long, but it just felt drug out. And it goes back to the one point you told me where you said there was one point where you felt, man, we haven't seen Michael in a while. And it's in that part with the whole, with them chasing the mental patient. Yeah. They kind of did something similar in Halloween four, but they did it much quicker when they killed Ted Hollister. And I feel like you kind of got that point. I just thought, I mean, I think in that respect, Halloween four did the better job with it, but that was really just the one thing that I guess I would say if I had to pick something that bothered me the most, that 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 would be it. Yeah, like you had just said, mine would be that uh, I feel that at about the 55-minute, no, it's before that, probably about the 35, 40, probably about the 40-minute mark in the movie, there's a lull of about 15, 20, 25 minutes of, like you just said, just the characters, the mental patient, the hospital scene. And, like, the movie otherwise has a very good pace. But in a Michael Myers film, that is... Imagine being in a Godzilla film, watching a Godzilla film, I mean. And uh, people complain about human interaction as is. Imagine sitting through 30 minutes of human dialogue with no Godzilla at all, not even in the background doing shit. That would get complaints. So, yeah, in a Michael film, like... I, even if it wasn't like him being there, even if it was like cut back real quick to show you that he's on his way there, just walking down the street and then back. There's just I mean, no. Hell, they even did that at Halloween too when he went to the hospital. They they would just the show like a John. Yeah, where the dude has well, the I was gonna box. say that, or even in the hospital, you would just see him on like a closed circuit TV real quick. Correct, and and uh, and yeah, there's just no talk of Michael, no seeing of Michael. Well, not no talk. There's nothing but talk of Michael, but he's not on screen for a while, and that uh, that was my biggest qualm of the film is I felt that it slowed it down because like the whole point of the movie because you want to just watch Michael. Um, yeah, And see, like, even with the original one, Michael's not in it as much as you think. But I feel like with this movie, early on, they established that Michael's, like, every scene was Michael. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say yeah. every scene, but at the very least, every other scene, you're seeing something with Michael, and they established that you're seeing him a lot in this movie, and then just... It just drops it just off. just a period. Yeah. And, um, and I get it. Evil dies tonight, okay? You don't have to repeat it 80 times in the movie. I get it. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, also, something I want to bring up, though, is Hawkins' backstory. Now now that we're in the spoiler section, um, the whole thing, like, they're, they're building on Hawkins, his character, and by going back and, and showing him as a rookie um, on the night, uh, uh, Halloween night, 1978, when Michael Myers was caught. And they show you how he came face to face with Michael with another police officer and Michael basically uh, ch is choking the other cop and holding the cop in front of himself. So Hawkins cannot shoot him, making his partner basically be his shield. And uh, Hawkins takes a risky shot and shoots his partner in the throat and kills him. So because of that, uh, Hawkins is the reason that Loomis doesn't kill Michael. I believe it's Halloween too. Correct. When, uh, yes, it has to be. Yes, it's Halloween too. When Loomis says to Bracky, you know, your you your men should have let me kill Michael that night or something along those lines. Um, and it kind of goes into that. It shows how Hawkins is the one that stops Loomis from killing Michael because he was feeling guilt from killing his partner, and now he regrets doing that. So now it's like they're trying to make it so I think Hawkins has this role to play in the third film where he's going to end up teaming up with Laurie because he said I, I got to be the one to take him out, and then she literally says the same thing, and they're both in the same hospital room. They're both hurt so i'm like this third one's gonna be like a bunch of old though i'm gonna say it's gonna be a bunch of old hurt geezers tracking down an old <laughs> hurt geezer and, say, <laughs> included michael in this and, an old supernatural geezer 
Yeah, the Hawkins thing was interesting. Uh, they did cover it up for him and said that, uh, that he changed the guns with with his uh, the guy he was with that night to say that he was trying to shoot Michael and it went off when he was being choked. What was it his lieutenant said? Uh, not all good intentions uh, end the right way or end, end yeah. the way they should or something like that. Yeah. And But uh, going back to Brackett, dude... <laughs> It put a smile on my face when they when they uh, formed that circle to beat the dog shit out of Michael, and he goes, "It's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare." When he's talking to Michael, and I was like, "Damn, that was that, that just brought a smile on my face." Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. It was almost like it was like it, I feel like it was almost cheesy. I feel that if it were people who haven't grown up with the series and they watched that, that line could be out of place. But for those who know what the the, the initiated, yeah. that put a smile on our faces. Yeah. You're 100 percent correct. I mean. I don't want to sound mean, but Charlie Cyphers did not look the greatest, but I'm still excited to have him back. It was great seeing him. Absolutely, man. Former Sheriff Brackett. He's working, (laughs) he's working hospital security. And I like how, uh, trying to think of the other cop with the cowboy hat. I'm trying to think of what role he is. I think he's like state police or something. Yeah, I believe so. I'm sure I'm messing it up. But when he tries, he tells Brackett he's not the, he's not the sheriff anymore. Nobody gives a shit and just follows Brackett. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, well, I was just going to say though, I'm, again, with Hawkins being a rookie though, on that night, imagine being a fucking rookie and they're like, Oh yeah, you're going to help us track down and haunt Michael Myers. I'm calling the fuck out sick. I'm calling out sick. See at that point, I was, I was like, damn, they're really just splitting up like that. But if you think about it back in 78, they don't necessarily know there's not the, there's still a mythology to Michael because of what he did at six, but people don't really, this is like the first interaction with them since that time. So, I mean, I could see how they think uh, just shooting them would take them out. I mean, but, that makes sense, I but guess. But that circle at the end, man, they beat his fucking ass. Yeah, they do. They beat his ass. And that, to me, was... Uh, I started to get a little upset because I was like, not another Halloween movie where it's going to... The last one ended with him on fire. I was like, please don't end with him getting fucking hopped like this and just, like, getting jumped. And He getting Paul, he getting Paul Rudd, dog. And then it was just, it was just you know... But but but, but before, we get to the, before we get to that, before we get to, like, the ending and all that, though, uh, I want to say that... Uh, honestly, everything that they added to Michael's mythos, I loved. I don't feel that anything that they added to uh, his... Because the thing was, was they're not going back and changing anything. They didn't, well, yeah, see, even with like the ending of the original Halloween, they didn't really change anything by saying he got caught. They're kind of filling in a gap that you don't see. Like, the original still happened exactly as it did. But then, like they're kind of like making their own like this happened after that. Well, I mean, we know and, that we know at the end of seventy eight that he got up. So right. I mean, he still was out there somewhere. That's what, and it ends with him looking at his house, and then here it is, they find him at his house. You know, the film starts with you know not does well, the flashbacks start with them finding him at his house. But um, yeah, I I really liked the whole like there's this thing in this movie uh, where they keep bringing up. Uh, God, it's brought up probably seven times where. All Michael used to do when he was a kid before he killed his sister was stand in Judith's bedroom window and stare out into the street and no one ever knew what he was looking at. And it's like... Um, yeah, the cop, the cop he kills is the first time you hear the story. Yeah. Uh, the cop in 7080... Well, Hawkins kills him, technically. Mm-hmm. But he says that his mom used to make him go play with Michael mm-hmm. because he was like a weird kid and like didn't talk to anybody. Yep. And that's where the, fir- like the first time... And it's funny because I noticed that watching it now. I'm like, they mentioned it at least three or four times. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't, I don't know, like you know, um, 
do you feel that that's explained at the end? Like, because the one, you know, it said, like, is he looking at his own reflection or does it, what is he looking oh, into the, the street? Was, uh, he said, they said, maybe he's not looking out. Maybe he's looking in and just mm-hmm. staring at his own reflection. Yeah. And, and so, um, that possibly, I mean, that could be the ending, but I'm not sure because, you know, he, his reflection is in the window at the end. So that's kind of, that kind of made me wonder. So without getting to the, without getting to, uh, did I get too far ahead? I mean, let's, we're going to have to talk about the death yet. But let's talk about the window scene real quick. What's your opinion on that? Like, because it does like the camera shows his reflection. So you're like, are we looking at his reflection or is he looking at his reflection? Is that what he's looking at or isn't it? Like, it's kind of in the air now. Like, is he staring at himself? Is he, or is he just looking out the window? Like, is there something he's staring at that we're not seeing? I. Like I've always supported with Halloween, less is more. I don't want to know. Yeah, that's kind of how it's creepy. Like the, the whole thing is when you like, say, "Why is he doing it?" I don't know. Exactly when when you say like you know he's standing in his oh he does a stand in his sister's bedroom and stare out her window. My first thought is ooh why. Yeah. So to not answer that keeps the ooh why in place. You know <laughs> what I mean? About his sister, dude, the gay couple who who we love. Also, they're stoners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, yes. when he when these kids come by and steal the candy and they scare the kids with the story of Michael. He goes, he stabbed his sister in the tits. And the kid's <laughs> like, the kid's like, ew. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, uh, with the whole window, I was going to say stuff. You said they added to the mythology and I was going to say, there's even stuff they took away, like how they took away the whole brother, sister aspect. in the yeah, last one. Yeah. And this one, Everybody keeps saying, oh, he's coming for Lori. Well, uh, Karen's the one that's really preaching. He's coming for Lori. He's yeah. going to come to the hospital. He's going to come to the hospital. Yep. And they, they took away that, no, Lori isn't his obsession. Because you think about it, and then it's brilliantly pointed out that in 2018, you know it happened, but you didn't necessarily think think about it in that way, that... The only reason Michael and Lori ended up together is Sartain took him there. Yeah. He wasn't actually even out for Lori like you know, and like after we thought. he left exactly. Lori's he starts like they said, it's with his house. He starts heading back he, Yeah. Uh, uh, Lonnie Elam points out, he, if you look at the kills, it's a straight line back to his house. Yep. And that's what he did in seventy eight. They established it in that. After after everything that night he went back to his house. Yep, exactly. And uh he always goes back home the night he came home. And uh yeah, um, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the big kill now. Let's talk about the uh, the the final kill. Um, well, okay. First, they beat the dog shit out of him. Yeah. And uh, the one person I wanted to die, Lonnie's kid. I said going in. I said somebody wants to die. I want that little <laughs> asshole to die. Yeah. Well, he fucks him up bad. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then the best is you think maybe he's going to survive because Allison's drawing him away. And he starts coming towards her, then just snaps his neck real quick. And then uh, my question is, I want to ask you this, is because she's saying, do it, do it. And then you see her look to the side to where her mom is and goes, do it. Do you think that was the plan all along? Or do you think that Karen just showed up? Well, I think Karen had to have just shown up and that Allison probably saw her. I was because because you got to think that they were with... um, they, they were, were with, with Lonnie. They were with Lonnie. It was Lonnie, Cameron, and Allison in the car. And um, Karen and uh, Tommy Doyle were in a totally different vehicle at another point yeah. in time. So I think that she showed up just in time. I think that was a save by the fucking save by the bell moment. Um, 
and uh, yeah, Cameron dies. I thought that he was, uh, he gets his head shoved through like the stair railing. I thought he was going to high tension him. I thought it was going to be a decapitation scene. And instead, Michael just fucking draws it out and just tortures his fucking yeah, kid. Yeah, because then Allison starts drawing his attention away and he starts walking down the steps and you're like, oh, he's just, maybe, maybe, maybe Cameron's got a chance and then he just snaps his neck. He, he, he Linda Blaired him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they beat, they beat the shit out of him because then Karen shows up. She, uh, she curb stomps some American history X style after she stabs him with a pitchfork in the back and then takes his mask and lures him into a trap where they all beat the shit out of him. And then Tommy tells Karen to go back with Allison that they'll finish taking care of Michael. And then Michael just fucking again, I'll make a Tyson fury. <laughs> he just popped back into consciousness and just fucked everybody up. And it's at first you go, how's he going to kill all these people? But then it like, he took him by surprise. The the only guy with a gun, it jammed, and people were dispersing. And he like he uh, brackets the first one to go. Brackets gone. Tommy's gone. Yo, tell me it wasn't fucked up that Tommy got his head bashed in with the baseball bat he took from the uh, bar. Well, that's what he gets for trying to silver bullet Michael, <laughs> trying to hit him with that peacemaker. But uh, yeah, like I, I told Nicole, she didn't even see it coming, and, and like rewatching, I'm like, it should have made sense. I should have seen it coming. But uh, Karen goes back to the Myers house. She's standing in Judith's room in the same spot, and then Michael pops out and fucking murks her. But the way that it's done is, uh, it's done in such a great way because Michael gets, uh, he gets, he gets the shit beat out of it for moments. Uh, and, uh, you know, he gets shot several times. He gets, he gets hit with like, everything. Out. Uh, Karen even stabs him like at this, at the fucking base of his, uh, like right at neck. the neck. Yeah. Right at the base of his neck with a fucking butcher knife. Even when he was getting fucked up, like I told Nicole and she's like, yeah, it's what you get for getting too close. He still fucking sliced somebody when he's getting beat up by like dozen yeah, people. Yeah. And, uh, and well, he, you know, so Karen stabs him right at like the base of the neck and, uh, she's like, right as by all intents and intents and purposes, he should be dead. Um, and he's not. And like the way that it's done is, um, it's like Laurie Strode's in the hospital and she's talking to Hawkins and she's saying, you know, basically they're, they're back and forthing with if only people knew what we knew now, you know, like we know that, Dude, you know, that the more so that good. he kills, the more he transcends, you know, the more evil he becomes. And so like, like after you think it's over and you think he's dead, you have this like narration of, of Laurie talking to Hawkins about how like blunt, uh, pure blunt trauma, Blunt force trauma. There we go. Blunt force trauma and all that, like, isn't going to be able to stop him. And that he's like, you know, nothing can basically stop him if he, you know, survives tonight. Like, who knows if he'll ever be stopped. And he basically gets up. You know, you realize, you know, he's done nothing but kill the whole movie. And so he's transcended into an even more evil where he literally wakes up and then just fucking butchers the entire, like, mob uh, that, that the town had gathered to, that just beat the shit out of him and killed him. He just gets up and just kills him with ease and then fucking goes back home supernaturally doing the shape thing. But while he's at, but let's put it this way while he's getting up and recovering somehow and starts fucking killing everybody, Karen and Allison and everybody are back at the Myers house. They're already back there getting, you know, checked out by the doctors and the paramedics and the cops and all that stuff. Meanwhile, Michael is getting up and just butchers everybody that fucking just that, that just fucked with him, and uh, then 
Laurie goes into this thing about how you can't close your eyes and pretend that Michael's never there or that he's not there because he is. And then literally Karen goes upstairs, goes in Laurie's room, looks out the window, closes her eyes, opens them, and Michael's there. And he's really there. It's not some jump scare. He's really there. And he kills the shit out of her. And that was, to me, like a holy shit moment because it's like they were already in the house. And and this, like, he literally just got up a few minutes ago. How the hell did he get back to his house upstairs when everybody and the cops and everybody's there and that was just a total shape moment just bam just appearing that's what michael does and just to see that to see him just come out of nowhere again was just like fuck yes like even in the, even in the uh in the flashback sequence in the beginning of the movie when he like when hawkins is shooting at him he just walks and when hawkins goes to see where michael walked to it's just like a fuck it's just like a fence in a backyard and there's nothing there and it's like where'd he go and so i love that the whole like the shape thing is back the disappearing and appearing that that shit really got me and uh i gotta say though that i feel that uh i, I feel that killing judy greer was the right choice because all she did was hold laurie and allison back from kicking ass yeah and i i was gonna say uh there was more to the laurie quote but it's kind of funny watching it this time i'm like it, it takes a parallel to what's happening outside too. Yeah, yeah. Where she's saying, if we knew, if we only knew what, 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 if we only knew then what, what we know now, and it applies to them, like they wouldn't have told everybody to leave. Correct. And the other one is she says, if he survives tonight, she was like, who knows when he'll show up again? Maybe it'll be tomorrow. Maybe it'll be next Halloween, mm. but whenever somebody's alone, he'll be there. And that's when all the cops and the paramedics are starting to leave the Myers house that's when michael pops up and kills her yeah and uh and and yeah like i uh i feel that it was also well i think it was the i I think it was the right choice but i do feel that it was also the safe choice which is kind of weak i feel that like they should have gone bigger i think allison or laurie would have been a way bigger death at the end of that movie um because I don't feel that a lot of people cared for Karen. She was kind of a snobby, you know, she was kind of a snobby bitch yeah. towards Laurie in the original. She was kind of the same way. Like, her husband's dead, and she didn't even shed a tear. Like, Allison's in the hospital crying like dad's dead. Yeah, and she, she did. Well, I mean, like, in, I don't, in this movie, she didn't. Like, she was, did she, about the, about the husband dying? Cause, yeah, because she locks herself in the, uh, she, she starts washing her hand with the blood, and you, like, see her ring, and she's, like, washing that. And then she like uh, turns the blind. No, that's Allison. I'm not talking about. I'm talking. I'm saying, I'm saying uh, Karen. Karen doesn't. Yeah, that was Karen. Was it Karen? Was the one that was washing her hands? I thought that was Allison. Yeah, because she had the she had like the engagement ring and wedding band. Oh my off. god! Yeah, you're right. The ring on the finger. Yep. Yeah. yeah but she cleans and then she puts it. Okay. In. Okay. But that okay. is the only. Okay. She just cries real quick. Yeah. And then just uh, tells Allison very nonchalantly, "Dad's gone." Yeah, and, and I just, uh, I don't feel that the death was as poignant as they wanted it to be. I feel that that was supposed to be like, oh, holy shit. And it was, because like she is said, like one the of the main players. man had peanut butter on his penis. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I don't feel that her death was as poignant as, as uh, they were hoping it was. I mean, it still shocked the shit out of me. I didn't think she was going to die. I figured all three Strode women would survive she's all one of the Yeah, she's one of the three main stars of this trilogy or was, but of the three to go, she was the obvious choice. And that's I think it would have been better to go with a risk. 
oh, a risk versus reward, you know, because I feel that it would have been a bigger reward, actually. If Allison died, that would have been like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that. Karen died, and it's kind of like, yeah, I don't really see where her character was going. I kind of feel it's just like killing someone off on a TV show. Like, what's the point of the? She kind of lost a purpose now. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Allison's becoming a little ass kicker. She's standing up to Michael. She pieced him like five. She's going to stab yeah. him like three times. Oh, three, I know. Four. She didn't even hesitate. It's almost as if, like, and I thought, I was like, I wonder if they're going to go like a Halloween four route. And maybe she has it in her blood. I don't know, because she picked up that knife easily and came at him real easily. Like, she didn't I hesitate. I mean, she did have experience she, earlier in the night. And she just fucking was just jabbing him with that knife. But, uh, but yeah, I feel that her death or Laurie's death would have been like a, oh, my God. And with Karen's, it is like a, oh, my God. But it's not like a, oh, my God. It's like a, oh, shit, they killed her. But at the end of the day, she's the one you'd want to go. So... I think going the other way would have been the way to go because you, you want to be mad. You want to be, I can't believe they did that. Now you want to see the other one. Whereas they, they, you killed the person, you kind of, that's the one, that was the odd, that was the weak one anyway. And uh, with Halloween ends next year, I'm, I feel like that'll help us almost kind of give more of a rating to this movie once that one comes out. Because there's, I mean, I feel like it ends on a lot of questions like, you and I both said, like, where does it go from here? Yeah. Is it going to go the H2O route where she chops his head off again? Like, it kind of, I don't, like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, what are they going to do? Because, I mean, they beat the dog shit out of him and, like, shot him a bunch of times, fucking stabbed him in the back of the neck, and then two minutes later he popped up and killed eight people. Well, right, well, that's what, you know, in, in that whole uh, scene, like, you know, like like we were talking about where Laurie narrates, she said that, uh, the more he kills, the more he transcends into an unstoppable, into something that's even more unstoppable. And that's kind of... But I want to know, how the hell she know that? I don't know, maybe <laughs> she feels it in her bones. <laughs> I don't know, you know, but she, uh, she's, you know, Laurie Strode's narrating, doing, saying, you know, that uh, the more he kills, the more he transcends into pure evil and being an unstoppable, you know, uh killing force basically and when you think about it that's true because you were just we were just talking about you know all these things that gets that got to get done to michael and when you think about it like everything dies with fire whenever you like that's the answer to anything whenever you want to kill something if you can't kill it fire well michael fucking survived fire so in regards to like the next halloween movie like and with him being like an even more unstoppable evil force than he was before he's already literally survived fire and just about everything but a decapitation so unless there's a decapitation i can't honestly think of what's gonna kill him i mean are they like tie, tie some jason uh uh, J uh they could do a Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. You know, God just, damn! Just, I was just, just that, I was waiting for you to stop talking. A, I was going to jump in with that. Just I was gonna drop say, a rock on the ocean in the bottom of the lake with a fucking chain and and you know. But then I was like, around. yo, like uh, you know how like uh, World War One they got trench foot and their skin started peeling off. Like, yeah, would that yeah, come yeah. back? And then you just got skeleton, Michael. You got to deal with. I mean, he probably would like cut his own leg off and then just crawl back but yeah ball and chain him to the freaking bottle the bottom of the lake but yeah um if he's even more unstoppable in this next one which is even harder to believe Ooh. it's hard to believe imagine how brutal this next film's gonna be after what we just saw if he's more mad than like yeah I, yeah look terminator 2 style cryogenically freeze him. <laughs> uh, well um yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much done talking about yeah, Halloween kills. I think that'll about cover it. I mean, uh, yeah, I think that's everything. We, 
We did not plan to go on for this long, but it's Halloween, so I mean, we always got a lot of shit to say about anything Halloween. Yeah, this ended up being a blunt-sized episode, <laughs> not a roach-sized episode, but we thank you all for listening. And, a bunch uh, of little roaches that made up a big blunt. He has a roach blunt. <laughs> um, I think I think it was better quality than a roach, a roach blunt. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that, but I mean, yeah. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, please, you know email us write us cut drop you know comments uh let us know if you agree with what we say if you don't let us know your thoughts we love hearing your opinions this is a big movie everybody's going to be talking about it share your thoughts yeah we and i mean i i can't wait for halloween ends i mean until they decide oh we haven't done a halloween movie in a while and they reboot the franchise again but and give us like a seventh timeline to follow yeah but not uh, seventh you know i'm just being a dick but you know I think it would be the sixth, actually. Yeah, yeah, sixth. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, well, that'll about wrap her up. Catch you later. <laughs>